Welcome to Rolling the Dice. This is Marina, Johanna, Julianne, and Frida. Okay. This episode is sponsored by... Um, who should sponsor this episode? Um, Nile Crackers. Slender Man. <laughs> Avatar. Boy. Avatar the Last Airbender. Oh. Um... The guy on the Quaker Oats label. Oh, he's so hot. He makes me he makes sick me quake with desire. He makes me quake with desire. Oh. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> okay. Shall we start our episode on our dreams and subconscious and our inner id, id oh, ego, dying. super ego? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Psych 101. Are you taking melatonin right now? You're going to pass out in the middle of this. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was just organizing it. Which, I yeah, I upped my milligram dosage because I couldn't find my other dosage. And, dude, this, this melatonin is making me sleep way too much. Hey, you know what's related to sleeping? <gasps> Dreaming! No, our Dreaming. sponsor. Oh. Our okay. sponsors. Dreams, yes, dreams. The sleep paralysis shadow man. Yeah. Wait, have you guys <gasps> ever had sleep paralysis before? I used to have sleep paralysis all the time, oh. like three years ago. It's like I cannot even. Wait, but you're for the sake of letting everyone paralyzed. speak more. Wait, well, but you're all paralyzed during REM sleep. You can't move your muscles. Oh, sleep paralysis Wait. is like when you when you're um when you like wake up before your body wakes up, and then you can like see you like have hallucinations. Oh, no. Wait, I don't have hallucinations, but I do feel like I'm gonna die and like I'm suffocating. Wait, have have you guys ever? Wait, no. I feel like you guys should talk because I have not had experience with sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about what it's like. Yeah. Same. Oh, um. Well, for me, it's honestly one of the scariest uh things. Like I remember at one point I suffered from insomnia for almost like a month just because I was terrified of going to sleep. Because I would go to sleep and I would feel like my body go to sleep, but then my head was still up and I, and then I'd start panicking and I couldn't get out of that. And so, like, to explain how it feels, it's basically like, and sometimes, like, my eyes will open halfway, like, a little bit so I can see my surroundings. But basically, I can't move and, like, my brain's telling my body to move. Like, I'm telling my hand to move. I'm telling myself to, like, move. And it just doesn't happen. Like, your brain sends the orders to, like, get the rest of your body, but it just doesn't happen. And you're conscious and you're awake. And, like, I feel like, I don't know if it's because I get anxiety and, like, I stop breathing because of the anxiety or because, like, my body's just expecting me to, like, consciously breathe that I feel like I start suffocating. And I feel like if I don't wake up, like, I'm going to die and I'm going to suffocate. And I just start screaming. And, like, you scream, but nothing comes out. Like, you scream, you start screaming for help, and, like, nothing comes out. Like, the more that's ever come out out of, like, a scream. Sorry, I didn't turn off my ring girl. Um, but the most that's ever come out of, like, uh, a scream was just, like, a, and, like, that's all that comes out. <laughs> and, like, in, in your head, you're, like, screaming. Like, I've, and, like, I'm just, like, begging that someone will walk in and wake me up. Uh, and, like, yeah, I just had insomnia because I was terrified of going to sleep. And, like, uh, what else? Uh... I'm oh shoot I lost my train of thought but basically um eventually I just told myself it happened so often that I just told myself well you know like you're not gonna be able to wake up right now so just go back to sleep so I would just try to go back to sleep and like 
relax as much as I can. But it legit feels it legit feels like you're um like strapped down in like one of those like have you seen like in like movies and I'm sure it, it they're used in real life too for I don't know. Uh but like when they strap your head down to like a bed and like your arms and legs, like that's exactly what it feels like. And it feels like your mouth is covered too and like you can't do anything about it. Dude, that sounds terrifying actually i think getting like the idea of sleep paralysis is like one of my worst fears because i also like i get scared pretty easily when it comes to like the dark and sleep stuff i get kind of superstitious for some reason so like just the idea of that is like scary to me wait i had it Mm -hmm. wait i only had it once and i had it during the day (laughs) dude wait it was like freshman year because like um I don't know why, but, like, when we came back from Christmas or from winter break, I started having, like, sleep problems where I was, like, unable to fall asleep. So I started, like, I don't know. I And then, like, my sleep pattern just got really, like, erratic. And then I just remember, like, one day I was just, like, taking, you know, an afternoon nap, like, normal. And then, and then I just, like, like, my eyes, like, like, like you said, like, they weren't, like, hella open, but they were, like, kind of open. And my mouth was also, like, a little bit open. It was, like, I was, like... <laughs> and, but, but I was like sleeping on my side and I like I like opened my eyes and like the shadow man was like right in front of me and the shadow man is basically like like it's 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 like a shadow but but like a man <laughs> like <laughs> I'm sorry did you just say the shadow man is basically like a shadow but it's a yeah. man <laughs> it's like a silhouette well for me it's like a silhouette of a man with like eye holes and like a mouth hole Uh, uh. and he was like right there and then and then he started like screaming at me like like piercing screaming noise and then like and then I started, I was like, what the, what the hell? And then I started, like, screaming back. But like you said, I wasn't, like, screaming. I was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then, like, Wait, he entered wow. my body and I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> he entered your oh body? God, I think he entered through the ear. Johanna I mean, yes. Did he ever leave? <laughs> I know. I'm the shadow man now. <laughs> dude that is crazy i've had sleep paralysis so many times and i've never hallucinated i've never seen anything that's not there dude. that's crazy but honestly your wow. sounds worse because i wasn't like scared for my life i he was just screaming i was just screaming and then it just ended <laughs> <laughs> dude i think johanna entered the spiritual world <laughs> Maybe that's why she screams randomly. <laughs> it's the shadow man trying to come out. I was like trying to one up him. <laughs> he got scared. He hid in your arms. It was like romantic. We were both having sleep paralysis. Yeah. I was his sleep paralysis shadow. Man. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it just. Uh, my biggest fear with mine was just that I felt like yeah. I was suffocating. Wait, it was so dim today. Oh yeah, it was dim. Yeah, it looked like winter. It, it looked like gross. I was so depressed all day today because of the sky. Yeah, me too. Me too. Also, none of the neighbor neighborhood kids came out to play today. I they hope so. <laughs> they died. They oh died. my god. <laughs> 
Wait, I can feel like extra mucus coating my throat because of the fires. Yeah. Because like the smoke like has worked its way inside of our house somehow. I literally just drove to go get food like an hour ago. And like on my way back, I was like, dude, it gives me like a massive headache. Same. I took Mido a little bit ago for a headache and because I have cramps. Cramps. I have cramps. Um, okay, so going back to the to the topic, um, I feel like I get more embarrassment for other people, like secondhand embarrassment, than I get embarrassed myself. Because like if I do something embarrassing, I'll just be like, oh, that was yikes, and then I'll just like move on. I don't really think about it that much. I mostly just laugh at embarrassing situations uh, involving myself. I learned to just take them as a joke because I've just had so many that at this point I'm like, who cares? Wait, hold on. I'm going to turn off my air purifier. <laughs> the air purifier? The sponsor? Is this is it this H30150? <laughs> I feel like I don't remember any of my embarrassing stories because I like suppress them and then if they ever come up unwanted, I just suppress them even more. <laughs> Bro, I feel that. So yeah, I can't like think of specific embarrassing stories right now, but I'm like I'm thinking I'll get there. Well, I told Juliana about a recent one I had. I think my most recent embarrassing moment. Um, I have a very like awkward relationship with the owner of the restaurant I work at. Um, I don't think it's either of her fault. I think it's just I don't know. But I'm, I'm I like try to crack jokes around him to like thin the air around. And like the other day, he was like busting some moves and. Oh, wait, I can't tell the embarrassing moment because it involves his name. Dang it. Let's just say that I very loudly got his name wrong in front of everyone. <laughs> Did you feel ashamed? Oh, yeah, big time. And then I told my friend, she started laughing, and then I started laughing, and then I was like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> wait, yeah, my friends make me feel better about my embarrassing moments. I don't get bugged about embarrassing moments when I just experience it by myself. But, like, if people I know are around me, it hurts me so badly. Like, I've never experienced such pain. I feel like I've just done a lot of stupid things that, like, are funny in retrospect. Like, once I actually threw my contacts out the window. (laughs) (laughs) We lived on the top floor of Reber. You guys were there. You guys, when you visited, you visited my room, right? I was too lazy to dump my contact water, you know, all the way in the bathroom because, like, it's a classic. So I, like, was, like, I, like, woke up this morning and I was, like, oh, I have to put my contacts in. But instead, for some reason, I dumped my contacts out the window instead of putting them What does that even mean? (laughs) What? Those two actions are so different. Wait, because, like, normally I, like, I, like, put my contacts in and then I, like, dump the water out out the window. (laughs) (laughs) And I, like, I, like, dumped it. And I was, like, I just dumped my contacts out. Like, what was it? We lived on, like, the 10th. I don't even remember. Like, the 10th floor or something. <laughs> Some pedestrian decoration. <laughs> what the fuck? Why is there a slimy little... <laughs> oh, there's, like, that... On my forehead. Like, looking thing on their forehead. They're like, what's that on your forehead? They're like, God? Question mark? You, like, put it in their eyes. <laughs> Ew! It fits. It's, like, the right prescription. <laughs> <laughs> They're your soulmate. Wait to buy their contacts. You made their weight better. I know, <laughs> Bruh. Honestly, like, uh-huh. like 
I feel like my whole life is just one embarrassing moment. So at this point, I've just learned to embrace it. I feel like sometimes I should just stop talking. I regret conversations a lot that like I had with acquaintances and I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> oh yes, I as well. <laughs> Wait, so like how do you guys react when you are in like an embarrassing situation? Um I or, like what do you do to alleviate it? Oh, uh what I do, like especially because all I'm thinking is like all the awkward encounters I have with like customers when stuff just kinda goes south for no good reason i just like walk away and thanks to the mask i can just be like oh god that was so awkward bro and i just like laugh in my head and i'm like bro why did i do that and then something else comes up that i have to do so then i forget about it oh yes i'm the same i try to exit the situation as soon as possible yeah (laughs) yeah like it's a fire (laughs) Hmm. um i i think that to this day the most embarrassing moment for me was when i the pool of um, feces. What? Oh, that's like <laughs> a share story. that story yeah, with please. our audience. Here comes the trauma once again. <laughs> Here comes the regrets. <laughs> Wait, honestly, this is like, I think that this is like my one story in life that like shaped my character. Um, but also, like, it's probably the most embarrassing moment of my life, but also not really. I just don't really consider things embarrassing for myself. I consider, like, stuff embarrassing for other people. I'm like, that's embarrassing for you. Because I don't really, like... But anyways, I won't I won't digress too much. <clears throat> it was a cold morning when I was seven years old. And my dad owned a hundred turkeys. That's it. <laughs> Wait, no. Like, my dad's always had, like, side businesses to, like, keep himself alive. Like, he's never held down, like, a steady job. So he always does, like, side businesses. And, like, honestly, like, I would just grew used to that. And, like, at one point, I remember he just, like, came up and he was like, oh, like, I bought 100 turkeys. And I was like, okay. And then he was like, I'm going to feed them and make them really fat so that I can kill them and sell them to people for Christmas. Because, like, in Mexico, people eat, like, at least in Mexico City, people eat turkey and ham for Christmas. Um, So I was, like, sick. Okay. And then, like, Saturdays were, like, my day to spend with my, my dad. And, of course, he was, like, he woke me up really early on Saturday and then he was like, hey, we're going to drive to the farm where I have these turkeys and I'm going to have to clean all their shit and feed them. And I was like, sick, I don't care. I was like, cool, let's go. And then I got to the farm and then after like 20 minutes of watching my dad pick up shit, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty bored. And then like this girl who was like the daughter of the owners of the farm was like my age and she came up and she was like, hey, you're my age. Let's play. And I was like, hey, I'm down. By the way, context for this. I was seven years old at the time. And I was like, yeah, let's go play. And then so we started like walking around the farm and stuff. And every time we found like workers, they'd always be like, girls, be really careful with the and I was like, they were using like this word that I didn't know. I was like, be careful with the what? I was like, what is that? Um, And I was like, yeah, whatever. And we just kept like playing. And then another person would be like, hey, girls, if you're going to be playing, just be careful with the whatever. And I'd be like, what are they talking about? What is that word? I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's probably nothing serious. And so um, we kept walking and um, we got to this really pretty, pretty, like, uh, like I lived in Mexico City, like it's just buildings, dirt, uh, kind of smells like shit all the time. And like this farm was like really pretty out in the middle of uh, the country. And like I got to this pasture where there was just like an open pasture with like a bunch of goats just grazing around. And I was like taken aback because it was so beautiful. I'd never seen a scenery like that. And I was like, wow. And I was ready to take it all in, right? And then I see this, like, spot where I can probably stand. Because it looks like somebody just had, like, dumped, uh, 
like cement and just let it there to dry so it just looked like uneven cement and I was like oh like I'll just stand there to get a better view so like I like uh walked towards it and I like put my hand uh above my eyes like blocking out the sun just looking dramatically into the distance and I told the girl I was like you know what you have such a pretty view here and I realized that as I was saying that I was sinking and then or everything else around me was getting taller and then before it sinked in, <laughs> uh, the girl started screaming. And then I was like, what's going on? And then I like realized that my feet felt heavy. And then I looked down. And by the time I looked down, I was knee deep in something. And then she started screaming. And then she ran away. And I was like, great. <laughs> in my greatest moment of need, I am left abandoned. Why is this the story of my life? And then um, she, like, left and was, like, screaming. And then, like, I started sinking lower. And the more I started to sink, the more I started to get, like, a little sniff-sniff of whatever substance I was sinking in. And it smelled like... Heroin. <laughs> and it smelled like delicious pooparoo. It smelled like poop. And then I was like, oh, I'm literally drowning in shit and then um it was like quicksand like the more you move the more it like sucked you in and then I was trying to figure out a way to like get out without dying and then like I was trying to move around and so I was able to like kind of like move myself forward to like this part where there was actual ground uh and I just grabbed onto it and by this point it was like barely above my <laughs> oh wait i forgot a word for that yes 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 right below my crotch that's what i said earlier audience i exclusively said crotch um and so i like propped my arms and with all the strength i had in me i was like shaking putting myself pulling myself upwards and let me tell you poop is heavy and so i like pulled myself up and just like got up and like I just extended my arms like if I were Jesus or something <laughs> and I was wearing top fashion for the decade uh, I was wearing a long sleeved shirt with like a P sign on it and a, a jean skirt and a rainbow socks that went up to my knee and white converse and it was my favorite outfit I was dripping but I was also dripping shit um and so I'm over there dripping standing like uh What's the huge statue in uh the rep the Christ of what the huge statue in Brazil? Oh oh, I know what you're talking about. Jesus, like, the Jesus statue in yeah, Brazil. The Jesus statue in Brazil. I would just stand there like the Jesus statue in Brazil, in the middle of a farm next to a pool of shit. When, when about thirty farm workers or like farmers rounded the corner with my father and the girl, and the girl pointed at me and went there she is I looked at them and I looked at myself and I looked at them and all I said was this is my favorite outfit and almost immediately the 20 30 so workers dropped to the ground with laughter and I just stood there and my father ran to me and I had to get stripped in front of these strangers to be hosed down of all the shit that was dripping off of me. I went home, I showered, and I still smell like shit for a whole week. 
<laughs> oh, for the curious audience, um, the word was manure. I, manure? I don't know how it's pronounced in English. Uh, yeah, I didn't know what that was, but I soon found out the hard way. Uh, <laughs> it was in turkey poop. It was in cow poop. It was everything poop. Everything that you can think of in a farm. Horses, cows, chicken. Every dude. Dude, were there flies and stuff? I can't remember. Probably. Bro, <laughs> Bro you probably had maggots and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I actually now that I now that you like recounted the story again, I now understand why the horse thing in the never ending story is traumatizing for you. <laughs> I was the horse. <laughs> yeah. Drowning and the girl was the boy. <laughs> I was in drowning in the pond of sadness. I was drowning in a pool of shit. And that story is still relevant to my life today. And it is just a huge metaphor for everything that I experienced in my life. <laughs> Thank you, audience. That is Dude, my- did you cry? Yes, of course I did. Actually, wait. No, I think I was too shocked. I don't think I cried. I was just embarrassed. Dude, you're a champ. For real. Wait, yeah. that's like traumatic. I feel like that's not embarrassing. That's just trauma. Wait, look, you know, like, it was a really deep, like, hole where they put all the manure to, like, recycle and stuff. Um, So I could have very easily died and drowned in it. And honestly, that would have been so funny. Like, I would not be upset. Like, if there's an afterlife or if I was, like, aware after I died, like, my spirit or whatever was aware, I would not have been mad at that at all. I Wait, no, you realize by drowning in that shit, you would have had to inhale the shit into your lungs? Lungs? <laughs> like, like, there would be, like... Feces in your lungs. We've created a really foul environment today. <laughs> oh god! Maybe it'll taste like cheesecake. Ew! <laughs> we talked about we're that. world building here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rolling the dice, AU. <laughs> Julian, you're next. My most embarrassing story. <laughs> I want to hear the one where you shit on the floor. <laughs> Wait, have I never told you, Frida? No. It was the Catholic preschool that I attended. I was three years old. <laughs> the morning before I went to school, I had like a huge breakfast with like <laughs> chocolate milk. And then back in the day, I didn't really drink chocolate milk that often because it kind of made me poop a lot. But I was like, <laughs> I'm going to treat myself. Today is a special day, even though it was not. So I just drank it and then I went to school. And then halfway through the day, I felt it, bro. I felt the urge to poop. But I was a really shy kid, even back then. So I, like, didn't want to ask my teacher. So, like, I waited until it was, like, like right there. Like, <laughs> sitting at the... Like, the flower was <laughs> beginning to <Dude>. bloom. <laughs> Your already, like, yeah. chopped it up. It, it was, like, ready to it go. Was, like, flashing. <laughs> Like a traffic light warning me of what was to come. So anyway, I'm like, I need to go. So then I go to my teacher and I'm like, can I use the bathroom? And then she's like, yeah, for sure, bro. And then so I I run as fast as my little legs can take me. And then at this point, the traffic light is like starting to make noise. It's like, it's there. It's ready. And then, like, the door to the bathroom, I don't know why, for preschool, but it was, like, super heavy. <laughs> so I, like, shoved it with all of my force. And then I remember that the bathroom was, like, very dark. 
and like there was red lighting for some reason which really sets the tone (laughs) (laughs) and then so I I run and I go into the stall and then I pull down my pants (laughs) and as I'm about to sit down it escapes me (laughs) and it and it plops onto the floor I kind of hear that I like I can still low-key remember the noise (laughs) or like I imagine it as like a bass like a bass boost like you know those (laughs) I always imagine it as that it's like (laughs) slow-mo yeah bro it like hit the ground it was kind of like like that (laughs) and it was like huge bro like I'm pretty sure (laughs) I've never taken a poop that big in my life it was so healthy and like like cylindrical. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was tinted in the red light. It felt like I was on my honeymoon. <laughs> anyway, so I stare at it and it stares back at me. And I like panic, obviously, because I'm like, oh my God, I just do do it on the floor. <laughs> so then I just pull up my pants and like I'm so panicked that I don't even wipe or like wash my hands or anything. I just tried to get out of there because I didn't want the Lord to know of my sins. And so I, but then the door was heavy, right? And I was panicking and I, I didn't have the force to pull so I couldn't open it. So then I was trapped in the bathroom with my poop and I was crying at this point. Like it was like traumatic. And then like, I'm like pounding on the door and I'm like screaming and I'm like crying and then this 13 year old kid like opens the door and she's like confused and then like as soon as she like opens the door I just like bolt out of there and then like I don't look back and to this day I think like I wonder if she went into that bathroom and she like was like what's going on and she opened the stall only to be met with my (laughs) ex-husband I wonder. And then, like, your darkest secret. Yeah, and then, like, so obviously, since I didn't wipe, like, I smelled like poop for the rest of the day, but for some reason, my preschool teacher didn't say anything or also did not notify my mother, so I was just sitting in my own poop for the entire day. And anyway, I ended up getting pulled out of the preschool soon after because my mom was like, this bit, this teacher's behavior is unacceptable. How could you just be sitting in your own poop for, like, six hours? And yeah dude i feel like at that point teachers just assume that all their children like okay no i'm not defending her at all but i feel like like they're not surprised when kids smell bad oh yes perhaps perhaps she expected it from me no 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 just in general (laughs) from you too yeah she legend has it it's still there to this day (laughs) it's fucking fossilized they put it in the glass box But yes, what about you guys? Frida, you're next. Wait, I already talked about the con. I literally cannot think of an embarrassing story. Oh, no, your suppression, dude. You're yeah, me too. Kids. I low-key, like. I feel like when I encounter embarrassing situations, I just like, like I mentioned, I I like scream in my inner monologue until it goes away, and then I forget about it. Yeah, Wait, yeah me too. I just regret like like conversations like like that that guy with the the lab thing that i was like so nice to him i regret being nice to him that's not like embarrassment though. i know Man, it was just an ass yeah, yeah. Uh. wait jo- johanna you go i'm 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 still i'm still thinking i feel like um 
all my like actually juicy stories are suppressed so I actually can't remember them yeah but um I have one that's pretty recent um so basically winter quarter was like really rough and I don't know I like naturally like low blood sugar or whatever I don't know usually I'm fine I don't eat breakfast most of the time I thought you but, said really low blood sugar and I was like what sorry I don't like yeah I don't eat breakfast most of the time but um I like went to math class this was like um, this was like this year it was like in January <laughs> I went to math class it was like business pre-calculus I was just sitting there my TA was just talking and the class was like the class is like a really random mix of people so I don't really have any friends I just like yeah I just sat there did my work and then I don't remember what happened exactly but I just like I like I like leaned down to grab my water bottle and then when I like when I like sat back up I started like my vision started spotting and like I became extremely lightheaded (laughs) and like ill and like the sense of death like <laughs> surrounded me so I was like I don't know I'm going to the bathroom and I'm gonna sit on the ground until I feel better and then, so I went to the bathroom and like I didn't bring any of my stuff with me and I was just like crouched in a stall and then I was just like sitting there I'm like uh I don't know what happened uh I don't know what to do <laughs> And then I also, like, didn't bring my phone, so I didn't know what time it was. And, like, I, I, I was like, what if class has already ended? What if someone steals my stuff? So I was like, <clears throat> I was like, I think, I don't even know how much time passed. It felt like eight years, but I was like, I was like sitting there. I was like, uh, um, maybe I should, I feel fine. I think I'm going to get up and grab my stuff. And then I, like, stood up. And <laughs> I, like, walked a few steps into the hallway, and then I just, like, passed out I like keeled over I like hit the garbage can on the way down and and, like and like at this point like all my senses are like going in and out like my vision and my hearing is going like in and out and I like see I can like hear this man not this man this like student at the end of the hallway he's like flipping out he's like he's like oh my god (laughs) what the fuck And then, um, I don't remember what happened afterwards, but then I woke up, and I, there were, like, seven adults, like, POV, there were seven adults, like, (laughs) peering at me from the (laughs) bottom, and I was, like, I've never seen this many, like, adults all together on campus before, like, this is the most, like, who knew they would come out during crisis? And then they're all like, oh my god, we need to call an ambulance. And I'm like, please don't call an ambulance. (laughs) And then they're like, we already sent for a dispatch from, like, the medical center because it's, like, UW. Mm -hmm. And then they, like, made me go to the lounge and, like, eat a granola bar. And then the people came and they took my, like, uh, blood pressure, the arm thing, what is that called? Blood Blood pressure. Yeah, blood pressure. And they, like, interrogated me and they were like um did you eat breakfast and I was like I normally don't eat breakfast (laughs) (laughs) and then and then I like tried to sit up and they like pushed me and I was like I think I'm fine (laughs) and then and then like afterwards um the lady that found me she was like I'm gonna walk you back and I was like please don't (laughs) (laughs) 
she like holds your hand <laughs> and I was like I was like because my my apartment was literally like 20 minutes away from the building I was she's like if my if my kid like keeled over I would want someone to walk them back and I was like I'm fine. I honestly, I don't know what happened. I think, like, Satan possessed me. <laughs> he wanted to give me a of what's to come. It was the shadow man exiting your body. <laughs> it was the shadow man. <laughs> Bruh. But, like, and then, like, we made very, like, awkward small talk on the way back. And then she's like, oh, what's your major? And then I'm like, international studies. And she's like, oh, I'm part of the international studies department. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to see you in the future. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I genuinely like, I don't know what possessed me. (laughs) But yeah, I just want to transition to pet peeves. Pet paves. Pet paves. What bothers you guys? I hate hearing, um, I don't mind when people chew with their mouth open that much, but what I hate is hearing, like, salivation and mastication noises. Like, if I'm eating with, like, somebody in a place where it's kind of quiet, I'd rather have, like, music playing or something just because I I detest the sound of hearing someone masticate. It grosses me out. Stop. And not, like, not even with their mouth open. When I can just hear people masticating with their mouth closed, I can't eat. It, like, grosses me out. Dude, I'm the same way, though. I hate food trash. I hate when people leave food trash everywhere and it just, like, smells up the room. Yeah. Like, throw away your food trash. Ugh. I'm trying to think. I feel like my main pet peeve is, like, just people flaking on commitments. Okay, like, I'm trying to be better about this, like, being, like, okay with people being late and stuff because I know, like, stuff happens. But I hate it when, like, people are significantly late because they're not, like, valuing your time. Because I'm just sitting there waiting for you. Like, do you think your time is more valuable? Oh, wait, yes. Mm -hmm. I feel. Yeah. I also hate when people flake even though it's, like, a part of life. One of my pet peeves is when I have my headphones in, which means I'm doing shit, don't bother me, and people still try to get my attention. And they do it multiple times. Oh, my gosh. There's no, like, faster way to, like, irritate me. One of my pet peeves, you know when I, you know when I go from zero to a hundred, yeah. Mm-hmm. If I have like, slippery slope, if I have like uh, earphones in, but they have like cables, and I'm like jamming out, and my phone either falls and they're yanked out of my ears, or they get stuck in something and they're yanked out of my ears, like I'm like oh, like my fight response <laughs> in- immediately activates. <laughs> like I'm like it's time I'm gonna fight. Mm. For me, lately, my biggest pet peeve is driving a shopping cart. (laughs) Specifically, in Walmart. Oh, I hate the Walmart parking lot and Walmart. Because, first of all, the aisles are really small because they'd be, like, trying to cram everything in there. And then, like, it just ain't... Because I think that, like, I never really drove the cart. It was always my father. And then my father just, like, doesn't really care. He just, like, chills. But then I hate, like, being in people's way and then people being in my way and then, like, people or, like, me almost bumping into someone because I'm, like, trying to get out the aisle and then they're trying to go this way. I agree. I guess this is not, like, a pet peeve, but Julia and I were talking about this the other day. 
there are certain people that I don't think about when I make eye contact with them. It just comes naturally. But for the most part, I don't feel comfortable making like direct eye contact with people for a prolonged time. And it's not a pet peeve. It just makes me uncomfortable when people make like direct eye contact and are really close to me. You know how usually when people are talking, they'll look off when they're trying to explain something for a second and then look back or like fiddle with their hands a bit. When people don't do that and they're just directly looking at me, it makes me deeply uncomfortable. You're like, this is not real. Yeah. Oh, another one of my pet peeves is, like, when people, um, I hate this noise, like, when people, uh, play with their nails and they're, like, chipping them. I don't like that noise. I hate, like, when, like, the first chip that happens in my nail polish, I have to take it out, which is why I never wear nail polish anymore, because it always bothers me. Same. I also really don't like it when people, like, you know something is bugging you, like, them about you or like there's some issue between you guys but they refuse to talk about it like I understand okay like I just need to have your feelings like expressed to me because I just don't understand what's happening in your mind all the time and I like am the person who like expresses what I'm thinking even if it's like at the wrong time or like the wrong way dude it bugs me retweet passive aggressiveness as a way to solve an issue will actually make me bald will actually make that's not even like a pet peeve of mine that would straight up just make my stomach like my blood boil no yes i'm the same oh oh another one uh it's not like a pet peeve or i guess it is but um when people try to stick to phoniness, even when it's way out of the question at the point that the situation has escalated to, when people still try to be, like, phony and, like, ee, and oh, dude, that, like, makes my blood boil as well. Like, I, I, I have zero tolerance for phoniness. I just, I have zero tolerance for it. Yeah. Dude, if I were a teacher, my number one pet peeve would be side conversations. Oh, yeah, bro. Dude, and it's so funny because we always did that in high school. Yeah, I know we did. <laughs> <laughs> no but honestly if i were a teacher and people kept talking i'd be like you know what take your conversation outside i don't want to deal with this anymore i just like yeah i feel like i don't like when people talk over other people it makes me really uncomfortable like it was really funny because like in high school I used to do that all the time and i didn't like realize how annoying it was for everybody but it complete like i completely stopped doing that in classes during college and when other people did it i was actually the person that looked back and waited until they looked at me and to give them a dirty look and then, like, I would try to make eye contact with a professor. I'm pretty sure one time I was, dude, there was this one time, uh, there was, like, this group of, like, high schoolers in my chemistry class in college because uh, they were doing Running Start. And every day, like, every day, like, in, in this volume, they would talk in this volume, like, in a regular speaking voice. And the teacher was trying to explain something. And she's really nice, so she wouldn't say anything. And, like, I would just look at them, and sometimes they'd shut up when I looked at them. And I, some, one day I just got, like, really tired, and I just went up to the professor, and, I, like, we were doing next class, and I was like, I was like, can I ask you something? It's really hard for me to concentrate on what you're saying when they're talking. Can you just let them know that they need to be quiet? And one day she just, like, snapped, and she was like, are you kidding me? This isn't high school. And I was like, go off. Bro, go off. Dude, that just, that just aroused a memory from my mind uh, of, like, biology last year, because in a lecture of, like, 200 people these two people that sat behind me would talk in like in like a normal volume like like this maybe a little bit lower like this volume and they would just like talk about nothing related to biology they weren't even talking about like what we were learning in class and they were like they would sit behind me every day because we were kind of we were kind of all sitting in the same areas and I just remember one day like 
they they were talking and I just like turned around made eye contact with both of them then turned back around and then every time they talked I would just like turn around and make longer eye contact with them and this <laughs> happened like three or four times before they were like became self-aware and I'm like how how can you not have any like intuitive sense about about you being like an ass right now like how do you have no shame about this that absolutely drives me up the wall no sorry yeah wait like disrespect disrespect that's a pet peeve in general yeah i had another good one but i forgot especially to teachers oh dude being disrespectful to teachers like i'll snap hmm there's certain situations, like, I'm usually, like, pretty non-confrontational, and, like, uh, I won't say, like, but there's certain times where, like, people just push me to the point where it just, like, vomits out of me, and, like, I just snap, and once I reach that point, girl, it's over. <laughs> like, it's really hard to get me to that point, but once it's, like, verbal vomit just because I'm so angry at someone or something, it's just, like, nonstop from there. But thankfully, I don't ever, I don't get to that point very often. It's really hard to get me up there. And if you get me up there, you should be, you should feel accomplished. Feel afraid. Yeah. <laughs> feel afraid. I think a lot of male traits, very, like, traditionally male traits bother me. Like, uh, like when you, when they, like, steal your ideas or they steal your joke and they say it and then people laugh or, like... <laughs> Or if they mansplaining, mansplaining is my number oh. one pet peeve of all time. Mansplaining. Oh, I'm getting red. I'm I'm starting to sweat. Cause... No, dude, this whole time we've been talking, my entire face is is like really hot. <laughs> when they explain things to you, whenever even not just mans mansplaining is especially the worst. But when people explain anything to you condescendingly, it's just like oof. Like I go from zero to one hundred in a second. Especially when it's like a well-known topic and somebody feels superior because they know about it, but it's like a generally known topic and they're explaining to you like you're an idiot. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna... <laughs> Bro, I'm like, I feel like for my pet peeves, I'm super petty. Like, I'll I'll be like, whatever they throw at me, I'll throw it back. Like, <laughs> like if they're being condescending, I'll be like condescending back. 